Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bublé. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Bublé. I'm a tax partner in the New York City office, as well as the firm's tax practice leader. Today, we're going to be talking about SPACs. And to do that, we have Patty Iengo, who is a tax partner in our White Plains office. So, Patty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad you could uh, take the time to come in and talk about this. A lot in the news re- recently about SPACs. So maybe you could tell us to start off, what exactly is a SPAC? So a SPAC is an acronym that stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company. So what it is, it's an investment vehicle used to acquire private companies with growth potential. SPACs are also known as blank check companies which are formed by sponsors to raise investors' capital through an IPO in order to acquire a private company, allowing the acquisition to go public. Okay. And so you would use a SPAC when you want to go public or that's the eventual exit strategy? Yes. Okay. Yes, usually, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. So then, so just tell us now, how do they work then that you got your SPAC? So a SPAC is a corporation. It conducts an IPO to raise capital, which is usually from institutional investors, but it also can be from retail investors. The cash raised in the IPO is placed in a trust and it's not released until the business combination is complete. After raising capital, a SPAC finds a target company to acquire. Some SPACs go after targets in a specific industry. So when focused on a particular industry, usually the members of the management have significant experience and reputation in the industry. The SPAC has a two year, two years to identify a target company. And if one's not identified during that period, the SPAC returns the funds to its investors. So once the target company is identified, but before the acquisition, the investor may have the right to redeem their investment. But once the acquisition is approved, it's a done deal. And then the private target company becomes a publicly traded company through the merger transaction with the SPAC. Okay. So so what are the benefits then of using a SPAC as opposed to an other structure? So a SPAC allows private companies to go public without going through the formal IPO process, even during market instability, and it allows them to access public markets. SPACs also allow IPO investors an opportunity to co-invest with successful founders. Founders of a SPAC are attracted to this blank check company because of the potential of broader-based investors and a simplified capital raising process. And also there could be a very attractive upside to it. So for sponsors, which are usually investment professionals, SPACs are an easy mechanism for raising and investing capital than raising a formal private equity or venture capital fund. While looking to invest in a SPAC, you wanna look for sponsors that have experience and reputations for identifying solid targets and successfully completing the business transaction with one or more target businesses. Okay, so if I understand it, a SPAC will uh, focus on one industry, but not necessarily one company, right? Correct. So you, you don't know what company you're investing in, but you know the industry and you know the track record of the sponsors, so that's what you're investing in. Correct, correct. And, and, and I've seen people, investors who uh, went into a SPAC because of the industry 
that they're going to be investing in. Okay, great. So, so now this, this is a, a tax podcast of sorts. So tell us, uh, how are the shareholders of a SPAC taxed? So investing in a SPAC is the same as investing in a public stock. So a domestic SPAC uh, is formed in the U.S. and falls under U.S. taxation rules. So from a shareholder perspective, the shareholder owning a SPAC is treated the same as owning any other public stock. So any dividends received would be, would be qualified and subject to the preferential capital gains tax rate under the current tax law. Um, and shareholders who sell their shares after a year will also be subject to long-term capital gains tax treatment, again, under the current tax law. There are foreign SPACs also, which are formed outside the U.S. And they're typically in the Cayman Islands. U.S. shareholders should carefully consider investing in a foreign SPAC as there could be unfavorable tax consequences. In most situations, a foreign SPAC is considered a PFIC, which is a passive foreign investment company. The PFIC rules are quite complicated. I'm not gonna go into specifics on, on this call, but you know, since it can result in unfavorable tax consequences, you, know, you should really speak to an international tax advisor before making the investment. Okay, and now, so that's the investors. What about the founders of the SPAC? How are they taxed? The SPAC's founder shares are generally granted as restricted stock. Therefore, an 83B election is something to consider. These rules are also very complicated, so you should consult with your tax advisor before making that election. Um, SPACs are generally also sold with warrants, which can be compensatory or non-compensatory. The compensatory warrants are generally treated as stock options for tax purposes. So they're taxable when exercised as ordinary income. Okay. And I would imagine a SPAC could have different classes of stock, preferred and common and maybe that also impact the taxation. Correct. Somebody gets common after you have a large preferred issuance, keep the value down. Okay. Yes. Good. And, and lastly, uh, Patty, uh, are there any risks that are associated with the SPAC investment? Yes. Although there are benefits associated with SPAC investments, there are also some risks. You know, the investors don't know what target company a SPAC will merge with. And of course, that unknown poses a risk. SPACs can also be risky to investors because target companies do not always receive a thorough vetting and due diligence, similar to like a formal IPO process. So there could be a risk associated with that. Um, also, investors can bear the risk of investing in startups that may not really be ready for public market activity. So as with any investments, it's important to weigh the benefits and risks before investing in a SPAC as well as the tax considerations. So if you're thinking of investing in a SPAC, whether domestic or international, you should consult with their tax advisor. At Citroen Cooperman, as you know, Joe, we have our great international tax practice and financial service practice that have the expertise to assist with SPACs. Okay, that's great, yes. And well said, we do have that expertise and especially right when you get involved with foreign and PFIX, uh, it's a world unto itself and certainly a trap the unwary in many cases. But um, yeah. Patty, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I know you're very busy and thank you for taking the time. You're welcome. It was great to be here. Okay. And uh, to our audience out there, please to keep an eye out for uh, additional Taxes in 10 podcasts on a variety of topics. And I hope everyone is staying safe. Carry on and have a good day. Thank you.